calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, a podcast that's hosted by gays who yell about movies for days across the whole US of A. Les Hangout! I should have known you were gonna do a You had to have seen it coming. I should have known, but I was like, what's she gonna do this time? A good old Willie. I don't chant. know how you didn't expect. I pulled a Willie. Oops, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> and that's part of the drinking game. Anytime you hear a penis euphemism, so pulled a Willie. There you go. Oh God, hear or see? There. Oh, yep. Yeah. There's a Trevor lot. warnings here. Um, from the West Coast, I'm Liam Smallster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. <laughs> to those of you who have been with us through this whole journey. Up until this last episode that you're never listening <laughs> to again. Up until Lee said, pull the willy. No. Uh, I lost so many people there. <laughs> Thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And the first thing we want to talk about is our trivia nights. Our next trivia night is in New York City at Caveat, Sunday, October 27th, Halloween weekend at 6.30 p.m. We also have one coming up in Arlington, Virginia at The Boardroom on Wednesday, November 6th. And I feel like I shouldn't be announcing this because Lee's so excited about them, but... I'm so excited! The next one is in Berkeley, California. Lee will be there, so I know you want to be there at Spats on Friday, November 8th at 6.30 p.m. And after that, we will be having one in the Mission at El Rio in San Francisco on Monday, November 18th. We'll also be hosting an L Word premiere party for the new Generation Q at Bella Luna in Jamaica Plain in Boston on December 8th from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. So excited about that. As a reminder, we are getting really into hosting events. We love getting queer people together to hang out with each other and to hang out with us. So if you want to have a trivia night or other events in your cities, get in touch with us. 
Let us know your venues or where you are, and we'll see what we can make happen. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. The weekend soiree is coming up next week. Ah, I can't believe it. I am so excited. We're going to be in New Orleans hanging out with a lot of really amazing queer people. We hope to see a lot of you there, and we're going to keep you updated on all of the shenanigans we get up to. It feels like we've been waiting for years. Oh, our like, whole literal lives for years. This. Yes. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome, everyone, to Season 3, Episode 4, our next installment of Les Centrals. Les Centrals is a recurring segment that we love doing on the show where we dive into some classic or newer lesbian movies or shows. And as a reminder, we are also writing and recording original songs for each Les Centrals that we do. So stick around to the end of the episode to hear our song for Colette. It's called I'm Coming Out. So excited about this. I feel like one of these days we have to release the betas that you send me. <laughs> oh God, let's never ever do that. <laughs> Lee sends me her singing and like a, some piano chords and then it turns into something wild and crazy like a marching band. I don't know, just like random things that come to my head but this one is gonna be great so cannot wait <laughs> for you to hear this one and the betas are burned after we make that so yeah yeah no you can you can never hear the betas just email me for the betas no um <laughs> for this essentials episode we're going to be breaking down one of lee's high school wet dreams <laughs> bisexual kira knightley in colette <laughs> Look, look, look. That's fair. <laughs> it's just, it's true. Yeah. The thing is, I just love Kira Knightley and I don't love her less in this movie. Oh, honestly, I've always loved Kira Knightley. You, I feel like, have a huge crush on Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley is very crushable, but in this movie, I feel like she transcends. So I'm very excited to get into it. She's great in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's uh, wonderful. My actual high school dream, Karen Knightley, though, is, is always going to be Bend It Like Beckham, Karen Knightley. Oh, I thought you were going to go Pirates just, of the Caribbean, Karen be... Knightley? No, 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 no. I want to set the record straight. It's sports bra, soccer playing, oh, Karen yeah. Knightley. That's all. Makes makes a lot more uh, sense. But unfortunately for me, we are not here today to talk again about <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham. We are here to talk about Colette, uh, which is fortunately for all of us. So if you are not familiar with Colette, it is a more recent movie. It came out in 2018, written by many names that I am about to butcher, and I apologize ahead of time, Richard Glatzer, Wash Westmoreland, and Rebecca Lenkovitz. Lenkovitz. That sounds right. That sounds right? I'm going to go with that. Nobody look this up, or if you do, just tell me if I'm wrong. And it was also directed by Wash Westmoreland. Starring Kira Knightley, Dominic West, and Denise Guff. I feel like Denise Guff is in enough of the second half that she can get a starring credit. Oh, I think that's fine. Yeah, we'll give Missy. We'll give Missy. We're a gonna definitely role. give Missy a very strong. Missy is far more of a protagonist in this film, in my interpretation of it, than they gave. That's also because you and I try to pretend Willie doesn't exist oh, yeah. in this movie. Please <laughs> go away, Willie. Our IMDb blurb for Colette is. Colette is pushed by her husband to write novels under his name. Upon their success, she fights to make her talents known, challenging gender norms, which is a really weird sentence. It's a really weird way to just say, like, she gay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's that's a weird it's a weird blurb and a very um kind of surface level overview of this movie. But why not? Sure, sure, IMDb. I mean, that why is not? the general idea. If I were to say what this movie is about, Colette writes books for her idiot husband Willie. And he takes all of her success as his own until she finally has amazing lesbian sex and decides she's worth more. <laughs> and yes, fights Although, to get I think, those books back. Is it back. lesbian sex? Open question. All right, gender nonconforming sex. Gender nonconforming sex. I know we'll get into Missy a lot. Yes. So I just you know I want us to be I want us to be uh accurate respectful yes of yes i mean it's hard to be accurate since we don't actually really know how missy identified yeah but, but we anyways can... we'll talk about it more when we meet missy we can conjecture yes when we start the movie at the top we certainly are years and years away from missy we start out in saint sauveur in in france a, a lovely little town where we have tiny little baby country girl with the largest braids this town's ever seen yes braids for days, braids for days. uh when we first meet rapunzel <laughs> uh her name is gabrielle sidonie colette and she is very excited because and what i'm going to say is the it's almost the first line of the movie, and I think I'm going to count it as our first penis euphemism, so gear up for this drinking game, y'all. It's going to be a rough night. Willie's coming. Uh, <laughs> no, Willie, no. And it, it doesn't stop there. So, Willie's coming, and yes, Colette is excited. She she gets on her, her nice, fancy dress. They have tea. I don't really know what to say about this scene. It's quaint. It sets it seems the scene. Like Willie's... It sets the scene. Yeah. The Colette is a country girl. Willie has come to visit from the big city with all of his adventures. And you sort of yes. get the idea that he thinks he's better than her. And he's going to come whisk her away and show her all the wonders of the world. He a cultured city boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to tell them about the theater. And yeah, it's he's pretty much already the worst. Uh, oh, yeah. And he only gets worse from here. So hooray, we've met Willie. Colette, however, does not think Willie is the worst. And so as soon as their visit finishes and Willie goes on his way, Colette has to go on a, wa on a walk. Air quotes, going on a walk. Except she's not going on a walk. She's running to some barn in the forest. And going and on unclear. a ride. Oh. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I don't like I that. I don't like it either. It's too, that, I'm sorry. That was way too far. Um, yeah. It's the first of our way too much gross heterosex in this movie. Valid. I just want you to know my first note in this. It just says the barn. Ew. And I would like to say, before we continue, because anytime Willie and Colette have sex, I feel very uncomfortable. It's not that all heterosex is gross. It's that the Willie heterosexual sex is gross. <laughs> Willie's heterosexual No, because when we, when we talked about Professor Willie's Marston, I mean, I was into Professor Marston. I was like, okay, this is all, this all feels consensual. He's, you know, I mean. Yeah. Professor Marston also has some misogynistic tendencies, but at least, like, 
he's letting his wife explore. There's a lot more freedom and, mm-hmm. and honesty in their relationship. So we'll talk more about that. But not all heterosexual sex, but this. This heterosexual yes. sex. Pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I, I just want to let you know that that note of ooh, that is not my first ooh in my notes oh, yeah. by a long shot. I'm going to say a solid maybe 20% of my notes are just the word ew. Ew, 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 ew. Occasionally in all caps. I think one of them I said, how can I make my ooze get bigger? Because there's not big enough font for the ooze that sense. I had to write. So ew, ew, the barn sex, it's all bad. Yes, Willie is just the worst. Then we get a nice, it's look our first Colette writing something scene. She's writing a letter to Willie. She has lots of feelings and thoughts and all sorts of stuff. And all of those feelings and thoughts lead to them getting married, I guess. I guess. Yes, they do I get guess. married. <laughs> Hooray for the 19th century. Uh, no, 1920s? When does this movie take place? I clearly took careful notes. <laughs> uh, so they get married and Colette moves to Paris, right? Yes. And this is, it goes straight to the dinner party, right? Yeah, they kind of jump right in, right? We get this, like, very introductory brush of, here was Colette, she's a country girl, now she's in the big city, um, and it, like, pretty quickly jumps to, here's how terrible these city folk are. I love the scene before the party, though, which is when she's getting dressed, and this, so we've only seen Colette in her country bumpkin type of vibe, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the first time we really see, I think, her strength and her... She does not give a shit what anyone... Independence. Anyone thinks about her. So Willie wants to put her in this very feminine outfit, uh, corset, and she's like, mm-hmm. no, it hurts. I'm just going to wear my comfortable dress, like any good queer woman would say. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are with Colette being like, Sorry, Willie. I'm not going to look like your typical white Par- Parisian wife. This is what you get, and here we are. Yes, she rebels against the corset, um, and I think kind of rebels against the whole the party at, at the salon. I'm going to say that this party that they go to echoes some of my thoughts about when we watched The Favorite, which is that kind of eat-the-rich mentality yes. <laughs> of... Like, these people have too much money and too much time and uh, shouldn't exist. That's my take <laughs> on that. <laughs> Don't they have a... Um, You're welcome. <laughs> there's a turtle that's painted gold. Yes. Correct? And, and like, bedazzled. The poor turtle. Yeah. And I feel like that turtle is me a sad. metaphor for Colette. This, like... Oh, yeah. This creature from nature. They're trying to fancy up and city up, but... It's always going to be something from nature that belongs that belongs in a different in a different place and lives by different rules. Yeah. So the turtle makes me sad. The turtle doesn't make me as sad as the many many euphemisms that we get in this one scene of the party. Oh god, uh, which doesn't just include Willie's name because Willie's name I think counts for a solid fifty percent in this movie of our penis euphemisms. We also get them talking about that giant erection, the Eiffel Tower. What does everyone think of this giant erection in the center of Paris? 
Not a good enough excuse to say erection, everybody, just so we're all on board. They also talk about when they learn that Colette and Willie are married and someone comments about how she's caught that slippery eel, Willie. And I'm like, ugh, you guys, honestly, like, how many euphemisms can we fit into one single conversation at one dinner party? And the answer is all of them. Too many. Too many. Uh, not too, you know, harsh on this movie being written by a dude, but I'm gonna blame all of those on the dudes. Valid. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I do enjoy, though, just to give Willie a little bit of credit, because we're gonna do that very infrequently in this movie, uh, I do enjoy when they're riding home in the carriage after the party, and Colette's kind of, like, shitting all over the party. Because, yes. Right? Because everyone there is terrible. But what I like is... Willie gives this description of it where he's like, you know, it's not, they're not terrible. He, he explains it as they're, the point is to be authentic, but larger than life, which I enjoy because it's a very accurate description of camp, right? Like that's what camp is. Camp is not supposed to be like pretense. It's supposed to be like overly exaggerated truth. Yes. Uh, and so I like that, even though I don't necessarily know that that's what most of the people at that party were doing, but good for you, Willie, for stumbling into a, a nice, you know, nuanced explanation of what camp really is. Interesting. Yeah, just yeah for, for pretending like those fake people are just campy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say I just, I think it's one of the few things that Willie does well in this entire movie, so... I just figure we should give him, give him, give him a little some bit of credit. credit. A little bit of credit, especially before we dive into the next scene, where I'm going to take it all back. You're the worst, Willie. Because um, the next scene is when we meet Willie's team of writers. So what we learn about Willie is Willie is an, an author, in the sense that Willie puts his names on books that other people write. He's a literary entrepreneur. Sure, sorry, my mistake. Capitalism at its best. Yep. So, Willie, our literary entrepreneur, basically hires other guys to write books for him so that he can put his name on the books. We meet two of his writers, Schwab and Weber, and he is describing the plot of the next novel involving a protagonist named Renault who meets a hooker and she drags him into her sexual quagmire and he's just suffocated in her passion and it's just yeah yeah i have another ooh in my notes there's more oohs yeah. already it's bad <laughs> it's <laughs> there's nothing more to say I about that it's just bad <laughs> Uh, wait, there is more to say, because you know what's even worse than Willie writing his weird wet dreams into someone else's novel that he's having written for him based on, like, his masterful ideas is Willie trying to leave his apartment and leaning over to pick up his hat and letting out, like, a huge fart. <laughs> the only thing I will say about that is it really did surprise me. <laughs> great for putting something unexpected in a movie i don't know but i was just like wait what and yeah, then it's i think just... what does he say Ugh. he says like that's true intimacy my love or something like that and you're like oh come on willie what a catch ladies am i right 
Oh my yeah. god! And what it's been he's... like three days since they got married. He's like, well, you get <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> Honeymoon phase ended real quick real over fast. there. Well, it also apparently ended for Willie because despite claiming that he's going to the bank or to appointments or to whatever, where's Willie actually going? To his lady friend, lady to of the night friend. His lady of the night yes somebody sends colette a note colette leaves in a huff to stride purposefully through the streets of paris and hunt down willie arguing with his hooker about how much money he can afford to give her because of course of course despite having no money willie's throwing it all at the prostitute that he goes to apparently regularly i love too when he answers the door he's like oh you came to join us love like oh, what my god like oh i, I meant for you to come here oh good to see you are you kidding oh my god also isn't that what he says later on when she we're gonna come back to that but that's literally what he says when they're writing the book yes with georgie yes oh what a piece of crap you are willie i hate him so much and at currently so does colette which is at least something she gives us this great i love Karen knightley being pissed at willie in this movie she is just on fire mm -hmm. she's great and she gives this great screamed go to hell as she just books it out of there like has no time for his shit yes which i uh, don't either so yeah i don't either it's also a little bit of a lie because she does put up with way too much so of much shit of his shit in this movie I'm like just because you yelled <laughs> at him every single time like you never you needed to leave him 10 years ago yeah so she takes off she goes back home She's in the garden with Sido, who is the beautiful... We, we didn't mention it in the opening scene, but I feel like we should mention that it's Fiona Shaw playing her mother, who is just great. She doesn't have a huge role in this movie, but I love her. <laughs> and we know her pretty well from Killing Eve and plenty of other oh, things. Yes. But plenty of other things, but yeah. Our, Killing our Eve gayest, is the most recent uh... <laughs> that I'm obsessed with her. Our gayest Fiona Shaw reference would be killing you. Yes. Um, so they're in the garden. They have this really cute conversation where Colette asks her if she ever felt like she was just playing a part, uh, being a wife or a mother. And Cito tells her, you know, sometimes as a wife, never as a mother. Um, what I love about it is Colette comments that she just needs to get used to marriage, you know? And Cito has this really on point comment where she's like better to make marriage get used to you yes my one of my favorite lines such a good yes. line so good it's gonna take colette a little bit to get there but you know i like to think that that plants a little seed oh yeah we're gonna get there we, it oh, takes yeah. way too oh, long yeah. but we're gonna get there god it takes so long to get there starting with willie also comes back to find colette they take a walk she forgives him she forgives him endlessly in this movie the Ugh. thing is the conversation that she does have with him which i think willie never understands is she doesn't care that he's sleeping with other people she cares that he lies and he always yes. lies he will not stop yes. lying I mean, his whole life is a lie. Like, his whole career yes. is just a big lie. He is pretty pathological about it. Yeah. yeah. 
when they're getting ready for bed that night, though, an important scene, <laughs> because this is going to... <laughs> I think you're thinking of the next scene, which is bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the conversation before bed is... Colette starts mentioning some of her school stories with her best friend Lucy, and uh, Willie's a little too into them already, but it does sort of set the stage for what is going to happen with the Claudine books, is there's these stories from Colette's childhood that he's aware of, and those are basically going to become the, the Claudine books. So she's telling him those before bed, then they get into bed and Sita's listening to them, well, hearing them. And that's, yeah, that's the awkward moment for me, for sure. Yeah, but at least we don't have to watch it this time, Ellie. Yes. Oh, just have to hear it. Thank God. It's just, it's only, you know, I think it's slightly better if you don't have to see Willie's face, m- beard, and yeah, just Not it, good. during yeah, all Yeah, I don't it. like it's, it at all. It's a no. little better. So they go back to Paris and... We have one of the many scenes of Willie's writers kind of demanding their money because he doesn't pay them, because of course he doesn't, because he's useless and terrible at everything. And he wants to hire more writers, but they don't have money for more writers. And he has a genius idea. Colette could just write for him. Which is a brilliant idea. What an entrepreneur. For Because she's brilliant. Yes. But bullshit, because Colette's writing for Willie. Yeah. It's just bad. It's like, I know, free labor. I'll just make my wife do work for me and not pay her anything. Because she's my wife. She has to do it. The worst part is, she does. She does write him. She writes him a whole freaking book. Yep. Right? And then she gives it to him to read, and what? A giant sack of crap Willie is. Oh my god. The worst. He's like, the first thing he says, oh, I have to take a piss. And you're just like, what? 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 He's so terrible. Well, it's just like Willie is the most selfish human being ever. He's like, I just finished your book. I know you want to hear my my take on this, but my most immediate need is peeing. Therefore, I'm going to go do that and make you wait. Because my needs are more important than yours. He is so terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's also, I feel like this is one of the examples where, like, we're going to get into a lot of how absolutely toxic and gaslighty and horrible Willie is as we watch their relationship kind of devolve. But I feel like this is, like, a great early scene of this, right? Where, like, that's a shit move to do. And he knows it is, right? He knows what she wants. He knows that she wants to know what he thinks. He knows what it's going to do to just kind of you know well i just i'm sorry i really have to pee right now like it's not even that important to me i guess i have thoughts but like eh, i just and especially because of course you know it's whatever era that they're in where it's just chamber pots and so he's literally just like standing in the middle of the room in front of her like peeing into a a bowl and you're just like oh god he's so terrible so he basically shits all over this book that Colette He wrote pees for him. all over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey. Yeah, not not literally, but metaphorically urinates all over her writing. And Colette is upset, she's frustrated, she's hurt. All completely valid, correct feelings for her to have. 
she goes to the book and goes to cross out her name where she wrote, you know, like her as the author, starts crossing out her names and crosses out Gabrielle, crosses out Sidonie, and then stops and looks at Colette and underlines Colette. And so up until this point, I guess actually we haven't been very careful about this. She's been going by Gabrielle. And this is the turning point where she changes her name, picks a new name, and starts going by Colette. Which is interesting, and I kind of wish like we had so- I, I wish we had so much more time to dive into why it is that she decides to take on a new name for herself. But I'm so fascinated by that. Well, I do think like she just- she wrote a whole book. Like she- she did something concrete and I think it probably is a turning point of her moving past her her past that she literally wrote about her childhood and everything and moving into her role as a strong author even though she lets Willie take her books but I feel like (laughs) it's so tricky because like in that time period I'm like she lets Willie take her books she I feel like it was not as easy as just like oh why would you ever do that like now we're like oh that's ridiculous like why would you ever do that but in that time it was just such a different like dynamic between husband and wife yeah that it's not like okay like how it just was what she was expected to do yeah it there's so many things right like there's so many things tied up into it and I have so many thoughts about the act of writing down the stories for Colette, like what it meant to to put them down on paper and probably to reckon also with the country bumpkin she used to be and the, you know, more city person that she's turning into now. There's also something interesting to me about that attempt to distance herself and also having written them down and and the fight that she puts up against writing any other Claudine books after that, right? That I think that first book meant was something different to her. Like that was a different person than the person that she starts writing the, the other books about. Like once you get to Claudine in Paris and all this stuff, because I think Colette's a different person by then, oh, yeah. you know? If we don't know it already, I think the next scene is a great introduction to new Colette. New, no longer a country bumpkin Gabrielle, but now awake and aware Colette, who is at a cantomime show, which I love. So she's at a cantomime show watching a scene that confused Ellie and I both, I think, the first like three times we watched well, this Well, I will say, okay, so there's this cantomime singing, right? And obviously there's a woman singing and the cantomime is pretending to sing. But yeah, I, the cantomime who's a dude. But I had a voice teacher in college who could sing that high, so it's not really yeah. that out of the realm for a man to sing like a soprano. So I was, right. I just thought it was. I was like, oh my god, this is an amazing countertenor, and I was mm-hmm. so impressed. Yeah, I the first, definitely the first two times at least that I watched this movie, and I also thought it was him singing and. I was so curious why there was this woman on the side who was, like, so focused and was, like, mouthing along with him. And I was like, I don't get what's happening. I thought she was a fan. Like, you know when you're at a concert and you're in the front row and you're like, I was like, this is, like, a period. Like, early time period. Just, like, in the front row, like, singing every word. She's she's there with a candle back and forth, like, free bird! (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. That's not what it is. But also... 
that's not no um she is singing but i do love how colette is like entranced by it right and i i love a that she's entranced by like a kind of feminine guy with like a woman's voice coming out of him quote unquote and that seems just mesmerizing to her and i'm like fascinating colette starting to learn some things about ourselves are we mm -hmm. yeah colette does not like the gender norms thank god yes not at all uh and she also introduces herself with her new name so she meets a couple that she has already met before obviously uh but introduces herself as colette and the woman comments that she doesn't remember that being the name that she met with her with last time and she says it's new in a manner of speaking and i love pff, i love this woman right because she's like oh then i shall think of this as our first meeting and i'm like whoa you two go fuck yep <laughs> that's and you're like first sign where... of gay flirting ding 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 and i will say ding, lee ding, told ding. me to watch this film <laughs> lee was like we have to do colette and I'm watching it, and I'm like, there's no gay shit. Because this is the first time <laughs> that we've had any gay shit. We've been talking for, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, finally. And I promise you, it gets better. Listeners, okay. it gets better. It gets better. But here's the thing. Once you hit this scene, it's, like, coming, coming Oh, it's like an avalanche of gay. Bucketfuls. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, so we have the new meeting, and then they sit down, and they're chatting, and it's Colette chatting with this woman and her husband, and she's like, oh, I have hands like a man. And the woman's like, mm, there's something androgynous about you. You have a touch of Hermes in you. And they are flirting so like hard. gangbusters. It's crazy. Yeah. And Willie comes over, as he always does, to ruin everything. He shows up, he's being all jealous and, like, stomping his little feet and, and having a temper tantrum and being like, we have to leave now. Oh, it's time It's time to leave. Let's leave Colette. Drags Colette out of there, gets all huffy in the carriage ride home, being like, meh, he was hitting on you and I'm insecure and jealous and shitty and... I don't know what he says. I don't. I don't think I wrote down a single. I know, one of but lines. you know what I did write down. What yes, Colette yes, says tell back. Me. It was the wife I found interesting. Ding 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 oh. ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> A choir of heavenly angels descends upon our movie to make it gay. Yes, yes, that's the end. Exactly what happens. The Wrap it in a bow. End. We're done. Yeah, and. And of course I love it because it's so typical Willie that he's like, oh, well, I guess that's different because he's not jealous at all if it's another woman because it's only men that he's jealous and insecure about because of course he is. Yep. Which we never see that now. Definitely. Yeah, no, No, never. definitely not. Yeah. Men are not, men love dating bisexual women because they're not threatened, right? <laughs> yeah, Until sure. they are. Right. Uh-huh. So what happens next? They come and repossess some of their furniture because Willie can't pay any of his bills. That's great. And as a result of having no money, he decides, wait a minute, let's take that whole entire book that my wife wrote me and like maybe sell that thing. I don't know. That silly old <sighs> thing. So that silly old thing becomes the hit of Paris, right? It is bananas everyone is going crazy over this book so here we get another fun penis euphemism 
with Willie at a party to celebrate Claudine, and people have him up on their shoulders, and he's got a bottle of champagne, like, basically in his lap, that he's just shaking this bottle of champagne in his lap, and there's champagne spraying everywhere out of his lap. It's not real subtle is what I'm saying. Nothing with Willie Everest. <laughs> Nothing with Willie's Everest. No. Oh, lordy. Also, just so, like the Willie... amount that he takes credit and celebrates. I'm like, if you knew this is not your book, don't you think you would try to be like a little less, ah, oh, I wrote it. Look at me. Like, come on. He's terrible. Horrible. He's so terrible. He is just lapping up this attention and this praise that he knows is isn't not his. his, but he really really honestly believes that it is right yep. oh he's just terrible so he continues to be terrible they have this whole conversation with Ollendorf who's the publisher of the book and he gets all pissy because he's like oh you you know hinted that you're the one who wrote the books and she's like no I didn't and he's like but I'm terrible that's how that conversation goes as far as I remember it. Yep, pretty accurate. <laughs> he tries to make up for it by secretly buying Colette a house in the countryside. I guess that's something. But the way he does it is like the worst way possible because he like sneak. They're on a walk and <laughs> also they're on a walk where again Colette is like, but animals are honest at least. They don't lie to each other. Uh, seems like lying might be a big problem for Colette. What do we know? So he walks her through, and then they see this house, and he's like, I wonder who lives in that house. Let's go get a drink. And then makes, like, goes and rings the doorbell and makes her, like, make out with him on the stoop. And she's like, what if they open the door? And he's like, great, put your hand in my pocket. And she's like, Willie, you're gross. Because he is gross. Gross. <laughs> like, it's see, so gross. See, the thing gross. is, with this scene, even... when I first watched it, I thought he was going to bring her to that couple and they were going to have a thing. Like, so I was, I was sitting there being like, oh my God, he, he might be doing something nice for her. Like they're going to have a foursome. I'm into it, but no, something completely different. I wish that woman came back. I yeah, I wanted her to come to back. To I was like, somewhere. this character, this is it. This is the gay. And then I only saw I her once. gotten behind them together. Yeah. Too bad. No, instead he's just being skeezy and terrible. Um, bought her a house, which, like, would be a nice gesture, except he bought her a house with the advance on the second book that she has to write for him now. And you're just like, well, that's less nice then. Yep. And then when she doesn't write it fast enough for him, there's this horrible scene where he's, like, walking her up the stairs and he's like, what would the headmaster do if Claudine hadn't done her homework? And you're like, ew, ew, ew. Ew. Ew, it's so gross. And then he locks her in a room to write a book for him because he's terrible. Ugh. Yep. Okay, I'm just going to make that sound a lot in this. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I just, I really do wish we could just omit Willie from this whole film. But, you know, he's a little yeah. bit central to the plot, but let's just cut him out. <laughs> let's just cut him out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So they're back in Paris. She has written another book. It is Claudine in Paris. It is, again, the hit of the town. There is not anybody who has not read or is not currently reading Claudine. Colette and Willie are at a park. They're on a tandem bike. He puts his feet up and, you know, like, just kind of does this little, like, bah ha ha while... Uh, Colette pedals them around all by herself. So, isn't so the that same as such... everything he ever does. <laughs> just a perfect encapsulation of their life together. Willie, like, being useless while Colette makes everything happen for them. Great. But guess who else is in that park? Well, Georgie's assistant. <laughs> no, Georgie's at the table. Oh, really? I thought it was just yeah. the two maids and then... Oh, no, no, no. I think Georgie is sitting there and, and just sends her, sends her yeah, yeah, like sends her lady over with a note or whatever. But you are very correct, Ellie. Georgie Raul Duval is in that part. Louisiana debutante. <laughs> oh, God, please do the whole recap in that accent. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Don't I love Georgie? <laughs> I love and hate Georgie. I love you being Georgie, though. I'm, I mean, Georgie's I... hot, but Georgie sucks. Georgie is honestly just <laughs> as bad as terrible. Willie. Except yeah, I forgive kind of her a little bit ways. because she's hot. Yeah, it helps. That's horrible, but it does true. help. <laughs> they go out to dinner with Georgie. She is just, I mean, I don't think you could be more explicitly flirting with colette all night than georgie is that's the one of the best things about this movie is how crazy obvious the female flirting is it's so crazy like i think it had to have just been like some sort of open secret that colette was was by right because like i mean how do you just come up to like every single woman in this movie is like so coming on to colette a lot. Yeah. Which includes Georgie inviting them back for a nightcap, and Willie turns her down and tells Colette it's because the, the invitation was obviously for her, so she should go and have that nightcap with Georgie, and does she ever? Thank <laughs> God. This is, and this is honestly way too far into the movie, like I've said, but we finally get it, and... Okay, but... <gasps> The lines, was too. It... The lines that Colette is saying. Like, she really, she's bold. Was it worth waiting this long to get, when you raise your eyelids, it's as if you're taking off all my clothes? Yes, Lee, okay? Yes. <laughs> Don't look away. Look at me. Look at me looking at you. Whew, yeah. Colette. 
I'm like, Megan, and everyone thinks that here. Willie, who says, I got to take a piss, is a writer. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing Willie's written in the movie so far is that fart. <laughs> so obvious. Oh, Willie. He is so jealous the next morning, too, and I kind of love it. He's like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> You're like, Willie, it's not for you. It's really not. But can I also tell you, it's such a stupid moment, but I think one of my favorite moments in the whole movie so colette is kind of walking walking away from willie to like walk into another room in the apartment or something and he kind of yells down the hallway just as she's rounding the corner out of sight and he just goes will you see her again and she kind of pulls this little like lean back (laughs) so she like leans back around the corner into the frame and just goes possibly and then walks away (laughs) amazing and it's just it's like such a perfect little beat no, I love it. I think it's great. So, uh, there's that, and that is going to kick us into what I'm calling the mistress montage. Uh, and I'm calling the montage of death. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like, I need to make, if we have any video editors in our audience, can you please just make me, like, a cut of this montage? So, to preface, Willie also decides to start having an affair with Georgie, which, like, ugh, so annoying. Because he's a jealous sacrifice. Yeah. And same thing here, which is why I'm like, if he was honest, I bet you Colette would have been like, all right, let's work something out. But no, he likes to do it behind her back and be an asshole. So there's a montage of Colette and Georgie, and I'm like, yes, into it. And then it's like <laughs> Willie and Georgie. And I'm like, oh, and then back to Colette and Georgie. Yeah. And then back to Willie and Georgie. And I'm like, what? This montage is a roller coaster ride of it's emotions. Painful. I'm like, I'm so confused. Yeah, My body's so it's... confused. I'm like, yes, no, yes, no. Oh, God. So please, if someone could take. Because you're hot and you're cold. Yes, yes that's exactly you. how it feels. So if anyone can make this and just completely cut the Willie parts out and just give me a straight run through of the Colette and Georgie scenes, that would make my yeah, life. Yeah, because Colette and Georgie together, I'm I'm here for yeah, it. I'm here for it. And I will say, in terms of sex scenes in Les Essentials that we've done, we get some boob. Great. <laughs> That's it. No. Uh, we do get some, like, relatively, relatively graphic sex scenes, right? They're like, yeah, they're not, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're not trying to hide anything. And we'll get some more later too. So I will at least give it, it to It doesn't them. look like someone choreographed the scene who has no idea what two women would do together yes. in bed. So I give half of that montage an A+. Plus. <laughs> the, other, the other half an F. Yes, you failed. Yeah, so that's why I was really bouncing around there. Not good. But... This whole sequence leads into Colette writing a new book called Claudine and Menage. <laughs> I don't speak French. Do you, do you want me to fix it again? Yes. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it, Lee. En ménage. Claudine en ménage. There you go. That's the book. Lee will say it. And the book is all about Claudine and Renault. Is that her? That's her lover, right? Yes. Who is yes. Willie, basically. And this uh, torrid love affair they have with the same woman. Ho, ho, ho. Which I'm also like, that is a risque book. 
Yeah, right? Right? Like, for the times. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, wow. And this is, like, very, very popular. So, especially when you consider the reaction that, that all the mob has at Colette and Missy's Cleopatra dance later on, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I'm surprised at how much the book seemed to not have hit any scandal, but maybe they just didn't show us the scandal. I don't know. Yeah, but pretty pretty cool that that book was published in general, except yeah. for the fact that Georgie's <laughs> husband finds out about the affair through the book. Which also, like, right. what a great way to find out that your wife is sleeping with two different people. <laughs> of both genders, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, the dude's, like, 90, so, Yeah, I mean, so he's, know. like, probably, okay, expect it, but just don't write it in the book. So he is very wealthy, of course, and he buys all of the books and burns all of them. Every single book. So that's the thing where I'm like, okay, burn, no, you really got them, like, they're going to cash a check. You just right. paid for all of their books. <laughs> um, and then he didn't buy the copyright. So Willie and uh, Willie and Colette publish it again. Right. Just just have someone else print them up. Why not? Yeah. Which is brilliant. I will give it at least <laughs> one brilliant business move. But I'm also like Willie's going to blow all that money in two minutes. It is a good entrepreneurial move that Willie finally made, but yes, uh, we don't trust him. No, not at all. So we go to uh, Willie and Colette bragging about how they really messed with this guy. And I'm also like, they are so bold. Like, they are really like, oh yeah, this book is definitely about us. Like, (laughs) we're not even going to shy away from the fact that we did this thing. They give no fucks. None. And Claudine gets so huge that they decide to make Claudine into a play. Because what else? Right. Um, and this, this audition scene. <laughs> How did I know you were also going to have notes on the audition? Well, because, like, come on. Like, the, the actors are so bad. <laughs> I also, I was having, like, such awesome flashbacks of the same overtones of like the pitch perfect oh yeah it's like it's it's such a classic comedic scene i just wanted someone to come out and do the cup songs. yes yes (laughs) but even my name is claudine (laughs) even more impressive than somebody coming out and doing the cup song is polaire polaire the pride of algiers who like basically doesn't even audition it's just like you're going to cast me because I am Claudine. Yeah, and she doesn't even, like, she walks in during someone else's audition and just stands in front yeah. of them. She's like, well, fuck that girl. Like, I'm just going to uh, cast me. It's me. And they're like, and Willie's Willie is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> it's so accurate, But it's though. so he true. Just, he so wants to bone Polaire, and it's like, Buh. I know. It's so gross. It's so gross. Everything that happens next is gross. You're not wrong, except for the other... Well, we'll get to it. Yes. But yeah, so then, this is where I feel like the movie just takes such a weird turn, where you're... um, They focus a lot on Willie's obsession with Claudine, and like the character of Claudine, and it's like what he wants Colette to be, and so he basically makes colette into claudine well into polaire as claudine right because like that's the thing polaire shows up with this 
with this new exotic bob haircut and we've heard we didn't we didn't mention it but we've heard colette at this point mention that she is rapunzel right she, she was loves known her as hair. the girl yeah, with the like hair she loves yeah. her hair and he wants her to get a haircut to match Polaire. And she's like, not in a thousand years. But cut of scene. course, cutscene, the girl with the hair now has a cute little bob haircut. Which, like, to be fair, looks fantastic on Karen Knightley. I mean, but yes. that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, she did not want to cut her hair. If, if she yes. was like, yes, I'm doing it. Fuck you, Willie. I, I don't need my hair anymore. I don't need you anymore. But no, it was Willie's doing. But yeah, she looks right. pretty hot. Not gonna lie. It's a good look yeah. for her. She looks way better with it than Polaire. That's all. You're saying. not wrong. So they go and they actually see Claudine on stage, right? And it's huge. I, it's huge. And then after... I'm already bouncing in my I know, seat. After <laughs> the show, we finally meet our favorite character, Missy. A.K.A. the Marquise de Belbeuf. Yes. And we get an introduction to Missy, basically because Colette is like, who is that hottie over there? And Weber, who is one of the ghostwriters, is basically mm-hmm. like Colette's little wingman. And he's like, oh, that's Missy. She wears... Missy's in a suit. Yeah, she wears men's clothing. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yes. It's wild, you yes. guys. We are into it. Yes, we are so into it. And so Missy is very, very butch, short haircut, wears men's clothing, looks super, super hot, and Colette's into it, for sure. Also, can I tell you something else? So while we talk about how Vogue's cantomime confused us for, like, the first couple times, I watched this again, like, over the past two days to take notes for this, and I... I've seen this movie so many times at this point. I have never noticed before that while Willie is doing his whole little, like, eight-mile shtick up on the tabletop, right? (laughs) I've been been so distracted by how terrible it is and how much I hate everything that's happening. Uh, And also, he probably had Bebert write it for him. Who are we kidding? Willie didn't write that. While he's doing that, Missy passes Colette a note at the table. Did you ever notice that? I don't know if I did notice that. I definitely noticed some looks between them. Yeah, yeah. she's giving her looks because she, like, passed her a note at the table. Do we know what the note and says? They don't, they don't show us what the note says. So what do you think the note says? I mean, the note obviously says, like, my place later. <laughs> like, uh- I like to think it says, want to get in these pants? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Want me to get you a suit or do you want to get in my suit? Both. Both. The yeah. Both. Yeah, so Missy passes passes Colette a note, and uh, that's cool. I'm into that. I like oh, that. Yeah. I like that way better than what's coming next. I'm like, wait, what's coming next? Are we talking about Willie on the table? No, after Willie on the table. After Willie on the table, they go back to their apartment, and he has the the Claudine oh, God. schoolgirl <laughs> This is where most of my ooze in my notes come in. Um, <gasps> he has the schoolgirl outfit laid out on the bed, and he's like, oh, I was thinking maybe tonight it would help me, you know? And he, like, makes Colette dress up like a fucking schoolgirl 
in the hair that he made her cut, in the outfit that he makes her put on, and then straight up says to her, my love, my Claudine. And you're like, ooh, ooh, motherfucking ooh. It's this so is disturbing. terrible. It's so it's, disturbing. Oh. And that's not the first time that he's going to have a girl get in a freaking Claudine costume. Like, it's his thing now. And it yeah. is very disturbing. It's a bad thing, Willie. It's very disturbing. Yeah, I'm sorry I did not have that. I literally, like... You probably just, like, skipped the over major- it. I fine. swear, the majority of my notes are just about the gay shit. <laughs> it's like I literally just cut all the Willie out of it. This is why you wanted the second half, huh? Yeah, because I'm like, gay shit, gay shit, gay shit, gay shit. It's fine. I, I get it. I see what gay happened shit. here. Okay, so... <laughs> then thank god we're just gonna have a you know we'll pull a little sound clip that's just ellie saying gay shit yes, over and over please <laughs> okay so colette and missy's relationship now is starting yes two things that i want to that i want to hit before we go to the country house one of them is that what the, her first date with missy basically is like they go on a walk and then again she writes missy a letter afterwards which i love mm. right because it was like we got the letter writing to willie and then we suffered through all of Willie, and now we get the letter writing to Missy, and she ends the letter with Missy by describing Missy as a true Gentleman. gentle man, and I, I just love it. Also, I don't want to spend like too much time on it, but I do feel like we should at least mention that we meet Meg. Meg is who is going to become the second Willie's Claudine, sort of yeah, repla- younger Claudine replacement. Light trade in claudine i don't really know she comes by in her fucking claudine outfit of course and then she's like oh would you sign my book i love it my favorite book sign the book for me my name is meg i am the real claudine of so cringy and like so she's cringy. literally half his age he's 46 she's 23 and her response to that information is i don't mind and you're like Ugh. Ugh. okay Ugh. it's fine now we can get to the country house, which I call their poly family outing. <laughs> their poly family outing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, a lot of this is a little bit reminiscent of Professor Marston, except they're not open about, they're not as truthful, I feel like, at the beginning. Yeah. Also, it's toxic as yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, they're not actually good together in their main couples. But um, th- this is the part where they're doing ab workouts, correct? Yes, they Although, we should skip over the conversation that she has with Willie, where he's like, she asks what he thinks of Missy, and he's like, hmm, words are either masculine or feminine, but there's no word for Missy, right? Which is important, because when Colette kind of confronted him about the whole thing with Georgie, via the book that she was writing, right? Yes. And they're having this whole kind of play conversation about Renault and Claudine, really having a conversation about the two of them. And in that conversation, she does mention, so it wouldn't bother Renault if Claudine was having an affair with another young man. And it would, of course, bother Renault. That would be totally different. And she makes this comment about how, to Renault, infidelity is a matter of gender, right? Yes. But Missy doesn't really have a gender. It's an important distinction because I think it's curious to to fit that in with how Willie sees Missy, right? Because that's going to play into some of the conversations that they have afterwards, too. What I love is, even though there is no word for Missy, <laughs> he does say, isn't there something missing? <laughs> Which 
the best cut scene because right? like literally straight to sex scene isn't there something missing <laughs> no don't nope don't think so nope 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 doesn't seem to be anything yep. missing there they're working it out just, just fine, fine. Really. and that's also i will give that scene an a plus um we have a lot of we have a lot of good sex that's all yeah <laughs> good it, she's, which she and missy are just figuring things out just yep. fine yep nothing uh yeah. now now we're doing some sit-ups oh my god this scene the sit-up scene i don't know why it cracked me up so much it's just missy holding on to <laughs> kira knightley's legs and kira knightley just doing sit-ups and i'm like this is like <laughs> just such a weird little gay moment um yeah, and i it really loved is. it and then basically missy's like great job and then starts talking about missy's marriage and how missy used to be married to a man which gives us a little bit more context on Missy and their sexuality and gender identity sort of exploration. Because yeah. things did not work out with Missy's ex-husband because of how Missy presents, right? But Missy also, this is such a great scene. Uh, and I think besides just the gay shit, gay shit, gay shit yes. <laughs> in this movie... This scene for me is like enough of a reason to do this movie in general because I love some of Missy's quotes in this, right? We have this beginning of the conversation with Colette saying, you know, it must have been really hard for you, like, putting on trousers, right? Missy is like, no, like, that is 100% backwards, like, totally wrong. Like, putting on trousers is what Missy says, like, I knew I was home for the first time, right? Like, I never belonged anywhere before that. But then I put my brother's school outfit on and, like, I was home. This was home. And it's just, it's, like, such a great, a great easy encapsulation of where Missy is and why Missy does this. Also, I love that Missy totally gets that it's way easier than if she wasn't the Marquise that she is, if she didn't have the, you know, descendancy that she has. And she specifically calls that out as, like, I wanted to show that it can be done, which I wish we could, like, go back in time and send Missy a Representation Matters shirt because Missy gets oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> like, they're using their power and their, like, wealth and privilege to basically be like, okay, well, you can't say shit about me because they're not going to take away my money. So right. I'm going to do what I want to do, and I hope that others follow suit, literally. <laughs> suit up yeah and you know who does who's who suits up because my <laughs> colette this my is i know note, this is my next note partly. is all caps and it just says suit 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 <laughs> and kira knightley looks so good in a suit obviously she looks great in that suit. and uh willie's like what are you what are you wearing and you're like willie get out <laughs> willie you don't have any say in this she looks amazing she looks she looks great so good yeah and he's trying to make did i tell you what i went and got fitted for a suit because of this movie or not because of this movie but just also in a general sense i'm just saying amazing uh, i got suits on the mind right I'm now. i'm excited Love for suits. you send pics good. when it's done <laughs> i will yes the suit conversation is the conversation where colette asks to have her name on the next claudine and Willie's like, but I'm Willie, and then throws another temper tantrum because that's all fucking yep, Willie ever yep. does. Um, and then we have 
she starts doing dance lessons with Vogue, right? He has this new new kind of pantomime and it's kind of it looks like it's like early precursor to modern, modern yeah, dance kinda, yeah. stuff she starts doing lessons with Vogue and is practicing in the the mirror and willie wants her to keep writing the book and he's again he's just gaslighting the shit out of her right where he's like oh i mean you know you're no sarah bernhardt so I mean, really, you know, if you can't be serious about this, then it's just going to be scandalous and all this stuff. And it's, oh, he's just... It's like, Willie, you literally never written anything in your whole life. Right. He's terrible. But this is the conversation Colette, for the first time, is using male pronouns for Missy. And this hasn't happened yet, yeah. right? Missy has always been still going by female pronouns and obviously as a woman up until now now they have this really interesting conversation because again willie mm, infidelity it's a matter of gender for willie willie i don't think can possibly let himself see missy as a man yeah and so he keeps calling missy she in this conversation and colette keeps now actively saying he he yeah, yeah. He comes to the studio with me all the time. He's really great at it. Yes. Which I love. It's like, <laughs> and I honestly, it. this whole scene is such, I agree, like for Missy alone is why we're doing this Les Centrals. I mean, Missy and yeah. Kira Knightley. But this conversation is such a subtle, I mean, it's not yeah. subtle, but it's more subtle than my name is Missy and now I go by he, him pronouns. Make sure you ask me about it, blah, blah, blah. Like, so on the right. nose where it's like okay this this is being told through the lens of somebody who's always talking about missy and correcting right. someone who is clearly misgendering missy and it's such yes. a great conversation to see in a period piece this isn't with people who are in the 21st century like this is in the early 1900s that this yeah, conversation and I love is it happening because it's it's interesting to me. I mean, up until now, even in our discussion, right, that we've used female pronouns for Missy because that's how Missy's character is presented in the movie up until that point. This is the first time where you get a male pronoun. And my question would be, I would love to do more research into real life Missy yeah. uh, because I'm really curious about whether that understanding was because that's how other people saw Missy and talked about Missy and at this point Colette having now gotten close enough to Missy and understanding Missy better now sees the gender that Missy wants as masculine and therefore respects that and uses that language herself when she's talking about him right then because we don't yeah, ever they get never that really that explicitly say. exposition and we don't really get it so our understanding is that from now on, Missy wants to be referred to by male pronouns, and we are taking that cue from Colette, who does it so beautifully in this scene. I love it. Yes. I needed to look this up because I was really interest interested. Actually, Missy, at the historical character, referred to her and himself in both pronouns. <gasps> oh my god, I love it. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, so also just to make sure that we're getting it correctly... Um, but the actress who played Missy said that in an interview. So Missy was um, a non-binary, was gender fluid uh. in their identity and referred to themselves with both pronouns. So either one oh is God. correct, but I, I think that's so also just really ex 
just such a cool conversation that they could really yeah. have at this time. So love it. And I think is worth making sure we got it right. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, what's what's next on our agenda? Uh, okay, let's go through the just shit show that is everything that happens from here on out. So we have the dream of Egypt, right? Willie basically bankrolls this whole stage production with the scandal of Colette and Missy on stage and it ends with them kissing on stage and people done lose their minds about it. Oh yeah. And people being <laughs> Missy's ex-husband and all of his friends. Or it's Missy's yeah. ex-husband's friends. I don't think the ex-husband themselves is there. Yes, it is his friends. Yeah. Uh, it basically bankrupts Willie and Colette. So that's great. Which I'm also like, uh, do you think Willie just bankrolled this project like as just like revenge on Colette? I think Willie does a lot of things as revenge on Colette, right? Including showing up to her father's funeral to tell her that he needs to sell her house because he lost all their money. Also late. Way to let's, go. Let's also Willie. mention late to the funeral. Oh yeah. The funeral's late happening. The funeral. And everyone's like, Willie, what are you doing here? Walks in, makes oh, grand entrance late. He is just the worst, and he continues to be the worst. While Colette goes on tour with Vog and Missy and the whole troupe, and Willie trying desperately to write a Claudine by himself. Horribly. Yes. It does not go well. In fact, it goes so not well, he sells the rights to the Claudines. To Allendorf. Sells the rights to books that he never wrote. Because he's a sack of crap. Uh, you know who's not a sack of crap, Missy. Though? Missy. Oh, can we talk about this scene it's real quick? Cute... It's like my shining light in the darkness. That is just the scene. whole end of this movie. Uh, so Missy and Colette are in bed together in their cute little nightgowns. Yes, I and love it. Missy tells Colette that he loves her, and it's so sweet. And it's so cute. I think it's such a great contrast to Willie because. Missy does say, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to keep working. I'll take care of you. And of course, yeah. Colette has seen that before. And she's like, no, I'm making my own money. Like, I'm going to be my own person. Uh, if I'm with you, I'm with you. And that's great. But I don't want you to own me. Right. And Missy just says, you do whatever you want to do. I just want you to know I love you. And if you, if you don't want to work, you don't have to because I love you and want to help you. And so right. it was like this gesture of of money with no strings attached that just I feel like has never happened for Colette. Well, and continues not to happen, right? Because what I love is we get this really great back-to-back -back contrast scene of Missy saying I love you in the most open, giving, selfless way. And then Willie, right? Colette's back to pack up the house that he bought for her and then is selling because legally he owns it. And he's asking her, you know, is is this over? Are we over? Like, I can't, I refuse to accept that we're over. And this is where we get Willie's I love you. And Willie's I love you is because I love you and you're at your most brilliant when you're with me, you still need your headmaster. Gross. Ugh. 
gross. gross. Also, Willie. It's so bad. She can write without you. She she did write without you. Just because you were in the other room doesn't mean she was at her best when she was with you. She did it. She did everything. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's pretty terrible. Yeah. And thank God uh, this also, is the time where finally and, it and is pretty much over. Can't get it up in bed anymore. So, oh, Willie's Willie doesn't work oh, too bad. Oh, so sad, Willie. Don't care. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's not, Meg's not doing it for him anymore. The real Claudine. Colette's like, I'm the real Claudine, bitch. I'm the real Claudine. <laughs> yeah, she, okay. Can, let's talk about the confrontation scene, right? Because, oh, Allendorf spills the beans that, whoops, someone sold me the rights to the Claudines. Someone, it who might could have that been, be? It might have been that asshole you married. Uh, and so, Colette, I love the, like, 30-second long shot that's just her looking pissed out of train window. Yep. <laughs> I love it so much. Goes home and has this epic scene of just ripping into Willie. I love it. She has so many good lines in this, right? Where she's like, you hurt and you hurt and you hurt. And you think that by saying I'm a man and that's what men do and you clear it all away. Oof, it's she good. is coming for him. And he really, they, this took way too long. He deserved everything that she said to him. He really did. And I think the most important thing that Colette says and realizes in this scene is, I am the real Claudine. Yep. Right? Because she is. She wrote these books. She lived this life. She is this person that he tried to commoditize, own, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's her. And she, I think, finally sees that, right? That, like, this is her. And she is not the Claudine that lives in willie's head she is herself she is the person that she is and she does not need him anymore thank god i love it uh it is just the best scene to have her end that relationship with walking out the door after he has manipulated and gaslighted and just so many things it's like such a toxic relationship the conversation with missy of sort of putting into words these feelings of Finding your home in, in the gender that wasn't the gender that people tried to force you into. I also love this scene of a woman realizing how toxic and hurtful and abusive the relationship that she is in is to her. And walking out the door after having forgiven him time and time again. Walking out the door to him screaming, I forbid you. And just not even turning around. Yeah, because... He can't. He has no hold over her anymore. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Yes. It's it's done. She's gone. She has left. She is cutting ties. And it is amazing. Yes. It's so great. And then finally, we have, you know, the, the wrap up. Finding out that Colette does write again under her own name and becomes a success in her own right. And, you know, eventually everyone knows that Claudine was written by her. Willie sucks, you know, never, I'm sure he falls into oblivion. And she still continues her successful writing career. And her and Missy stay together. Uh, and wait, wait, can we also say that not only does Colette walk out on Willie, but it also then we get this super cute scene on the train <gasps> yes. with the two of them 
where Missy does finally get his I love you back and it's just sort of mouthed as they're on the train with everyone in the car sleeping and they're on opposite, they're across from each other on these seats and Colette just kind of looks up and they catch each other's eyes and she just mouths a little I love you and the smile that it's Missy so sweet. has, oh, I just die. I die every time. Honestly, it's so great. The only way that we should end this Les Essentials is with that beautiful Missy and Colette moment. Let's just remember that. Forget about Willie. <laughs> Let's forget about Willie. Yes. Done. Good. I love it. As with all of our Les Essentials, we also have a drinking game. So I'm going to tell you all of the drinking game rules for this Les Essentials. Number one. Anytime Colette says a zinger, she has some good one-liners. <laughs> Two, anytime Colette insinuates about her lesbianism. So this is like, um, it was the wife I was more interested in. That kind of insinuation. Yes. Uh, three, anytime someone shakes down Willie for money, that'll get you real messed up. Number four is a fun one. It's going to be called Lesbian Rabbit Hole. So anytime you see an actor or somebody who is in another gay thing. You have to drink. So like, Cito. Uh, number five, anytime Colette eats an apple, which is surprisingly a lot of times. She loves apples. Does she eat that many apples? She loves apples. I promise you. Interesting. Yeah. Six, anytime you see their dog, which we never mention, but the dog is in quite a few scenes as well. Toby Shia. Yeah. Uh, number seven, whenever Colette's hair changes. So we have braids. We have down. We have chopped, and I think that might be it. So there's three hair changes. And then the last one, which is upsetting, but we got to go with it. Anytime someone says or uses a penis euphemism. Oh, that one's, that one's a killer in this yeah, movie. So that's gonna, I think this game is going to be pretty intense. So I hope you enjoy. And disclaimer, please drink responsibly. And even if you just want to drink water, that's totally okay. You can choose to do as many or as little of the drinking game as you want. All right. Well, overall, Lee, what's your overall feeling about Colette? Just like general review. My general review is uh, let's cut Willie out of the movie and I give it five stars. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think my feelings are pretty similar. I appreciated the recommendation because Kira Knightley as a bisexual woman is everything I could have ever wanted. And just because of Missy, I will give it a pretty high queer rating. But I just really had a, such a hard time getting through the Willy scenes. I will say I know, if you really want to watch this film and you're like, ugh, I don't want to deal with Willy, just fast forward to like 45 minutes in and then start <laughs> watching and you'll get the it's idea. You'll skip a lot. Yeah, you'll get yeah. the idea. Is it time, Ellie? Oh, it's time. Okay. Let's do Are it. you ready for our Q and Gay? Oh, yeah. Q, 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 Q and, 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 and Gay. I'm going to kick us off with question one. What is your creative outlet? Because we got a couple in this movie. So, A, writing, B, singing, C, dance, or D, acting? B, singing, obviously. We all know this. Obviously. But I'm really curious to see what other people say. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there will be plenty of other dancers, actors, and writers out there. All right. Number two, which I don't even want to read these because it's going to give me PTSD. But what's the <laughs> grossest heterosex in the movie? A, the barn. B, audio only. C, Willie and Georgie. Or D, Claudine roleplay. Okay. 
I have to say, I think in terms of the worst experience-wise when you're watching the movie, Willie and Georgie is up there because of the roller coaster of it. But I think the grossest overall is the Claudine role Yeah, play. I think you're correct about that. It's just, there's, as if Willie wasn't bad enough, now it's like, oh, and also, let me pretend you're a small school child. And you're like, and it got worse. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. it got worse. Question three, Ellie. Who do you most prefer Colette with? A, the wife from The Dinner mm. Party at the Salon. B, Georgie Raoul Duval. Or C, Missy. I mean, the obvious choice is C, Missy. But I do have to say I wish the wife got more screen time. Right? There could have been I really think there, there was there some was, chemistry there. There was some heat. I'm with you. Number four, cantomime or pantomime? Such a tough call. I feel like I'm sad cantomime didn't stick around, you know? You're right. Like, I feel like cantomime now is what has turned into lip sync battles. Yes right makes sense i'm like it's i'm a pure I art dig form <laughs> it's a pure yeah. it's just we you know everyone needs some good cantomime every now and then okay ellie i'm sorry for this one why did i get both of these question horrible five. ones you didn't oh you, uh, you got the other one two. all right but still i had to read it question <laughs> i had to say the words <laughs> question five worst penis euphemism in the movie a the eiffel tower erection b a slippery eel C, the champagne shower, or D, Willie. Willie, get rid of him. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. It's an easy choice. (laughs) That was an easy one. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from you and building this community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things from each episode. We want to shout out uh, a two-time shout out now because we just wanted to mention again Aaron S. who keeps sending us emails after our episodes and they are so detailed and so touching and we just love getting those. So Aaron, thank you so much for reaching out again. It just means a lot to know that you're out there listening, and we're so happy to hear from you. Of course, we have to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Michelle Ray Thomas, Sarah and Julia, Nicole Gross, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Sammy Walsh, Audrey O'Connor, and Wendy K. Bartlett. And we also have to thank our King Princess patrons, Kayla Kelly, and Amy and Ellen. We're so excited to see what they choose for their next Should Have Been Gay. So excited. Yes. It's be great. Can't wait. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod so that you don't miss them. And if you want to support the podcast, the easiest and most free way to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us reach new listeners and get your feedback. So if you want to do that, we would love for you to rate and review us. You can also join our Patreon. You get so many cool perks. You get bloopers. You get watch parties. You get ad-free episodes. You get 
downloads of our songs and our jingles and all sorts of good stuff, you can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And if you want to get some of our merch, you can go to bit.ly slash lesshop. It's about that time for our Les Hangout skellies again. So you yes. better hop on that Halloween Les love. <laughs> if you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me is on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang out again soon. Let's hang out. When I was